Welcome to What's Your Hustle. In this episode, I have a chat with a designer, entrepreneur, and advocate for mental health. In my conversation with the founder of Aflatus Hijab, Widad and I talk about her clothing campaigns, taking chances, changing the script on your path, and believing in yourself. So let's get into it. Here's What's Your Hustle, Aflatus Hijab, with my guest, Widad Amiri. Hey listeners, it's Halima with What's Your Hustle, and I'm back with a brand new episode. I'm so excited. The guest I have for you today is phenomenal, is a designer, is someone who is an advocate for women and mental health, and all the things that What's Your Hustle believes in and stands for, because as a woman in this industry, it's it's hard, I'm not going to lie. But we all need to band together and stand up together and fight for one another and fight for the things that are important to us. And that is why I wanted my guest here on today. I am with Widad Amiri with Aflatus Hijab. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So give us a little bit about who is the founder behind Aflatus Hijab. That is I. I'm the founder of Aflatus Hijab. <laughs> um, I founded Aflatus in 2014 while working for the city of St. Albert, doing programming really around mental health. Uh, at the time, I didn't have anything to wear, and so I decided why not create my own brand. It was just an idea, but it kind of turned out to be you know, my full-time job. That's amazing, and it's something to be said about daydreaming during your nine to five and being like you know what I want to do this I want to just try something and you know taking that leap is daunting for sure but also exciting because what if it turned out better than expected and you never knew where you could end up where did the passion of design and creation come from really it just came out of a need. I just needed dresses and skirts. It started off as evening wear. That's how I started because I couldn't find anything to wear. And uh, I like I love fashion and I am creative. Like my job for the city, I had to be creative because it was creating programming for schools for kids. Um, so with all of those elements, that's how it kind of came. But it really more came out as I needed. Um, I had a need, I had a solution, I did it, and then it became something that I didn't expect it to. Was it something that, like, when you were a kid, did you think that fashion is where I wanted to be? It was just... Never. No. Yeah. (laughs) And for those listening, uh, as some of you know, like, we're in Edmonton, and, you know, the population, especially... The Muslim population and, you know, the dress wear for females is somewhat limited if you grew up in the 90s to 2000s and wanting to dress modestly, it was very limited. It is, quite honestly, layers upon layers upon layers. Yeah. Especially when... I think over, like, 2000, I would say we really started seeing a change around 2017. Mm Mm-hmm. Like started to buy into like the modest fashion and hijabis are killing it in the fashion industry and modest wear is really in right now um but when I started my line there was none of that like if that existed I wouldn't have ever started a Plato's mm-hmm. and it's that like you said it's the I need to see 
the like the need came out of I want representation for me. Yeah. I don't I don't want to keep buying online. I want something that's local, that's easy to grab, that is stylish, that even when it's plus 35 and we're going to a wedding cuz we've all had a very hot summer with all the weddings, it's I don't have to dress upon layer upon layer and totally it's one of those. I just wanted a long sleeve dress. Yeah. That was kind that was long sleeve and maxi because you would find long sleeves, but it would be midi or to the knee, or you'd find maxi, but it would be no sleeves. So you're still stuck alter- doing alterations, and I'm like, I hate this. I want the only alteration that I have to do is hem the dress because it's it's too long. Like that would be my only problem. So that's kind of where I came out of that that short life. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> You took a leap of faith in yourself and switched careers from working for programming for children to opening your own store. What has the journey of switching careers been like for you? Um, I, I really loved my job, but near the end I was getting really burnt out and I was getting really busy with the flatus. Uh, so I'm pretty like black and white, like go to, go to university, get a good job, work, you get benefits, get pension, and all of that, and that's what I had, and then I remember I was growing quickly uh, with Aflatus, and my husband, I had just gotten married, he's like, why don't you just focus on Aflatus full-time, and I was like, okay, (laughs) yeah, right, (laughs) anyways, I ended up quitting, Um, and I'm not gonna lie, the first year was really hard, because I was just like, oh my god, what did I do, how do I run a business, like, full-time, but alhamdulillah, it all worked out, and I I'm glad I did it and I didn't have a store up until last year so everything was done online and in my basement and if it wasn't for COVID I don't think I would have had that push to like go get a store and get out of the house like I hated being at home doing everything mm-hmm. like at that pandemic you couldn't leave your house basically right we were stuck home so I was at home working cleaning cooking being a wife like doing all my activities at home, I was losing my mind. So we decided the next step was to get at a shop, and uh, it's been great. Yeah, having that separation of work life is a big is a big deal. It's like, how do I, you know, how do I keep with my goals and my consistency of where I want to grow a business? And I'm at home, and sometimes it gets the distractions are too real. We all oh, know this. <laughs> Even if you worked a nine to five and you were home during COVID or you're working on your hustle and it's the main thing and your storefront is out of your house, that, you know, that TV goes on and it's, or, you know, Instagram scrolling and it it is a distraction. It is a distraction from your goals. And I think the nice, the blessing about it is that, you know, you had a time where you could be quiet. Would you say like, yes, I have a storefront. It's quiet. I can focus. I can build it oh, the yeah. way I want to build it. Totally. Uh, yeah, and people can come in. Like, people were picking up the curbside order from my house, and I'm like, what do my neighbors think that I do? Like, what is going on? It just looks so sketch. But it was nice. Now they can come into the store. I'm getting a lot of people that just find me on Google and can walk into my store. Um, and then I can also work. And then when I come home, I miss being at home. So that separation was huge for me. 
Mm -hmm. A big thing about your brand is the inspiration of women. You, your pieces of clothing are specifically named. How do you come up with the names behind these pieces? So I focus on the campaign first, and then I go from there. So, like, for the first time ever in a very long time, the last two collections were not named after anyone. I just needed a little bit of a break, which is okay. I'm not being hard on myself on that. But um, the last one we did was Mothers Who Have a Kid with a Disability campaign. So I knew, I knew two or three people that had kids with disability and then I asked those moms do you know anybody else and then they brought they gave me names and then I contacted those people um sometimes if I have nobody and I have like an idea like for example the single moms campaign I named after my mom but I needed a bunch of other ones or like the refugee campaign so I'll put it out on social media is anybody a single mom is anybody a refugee please dm me some people say, that's great, but I don't want to be part of it. Some people say, I'm totally down. And then from there, then I send them questions, and then they have to answer them. I take their answers, I put them, bundle it up in a paragraph, kind of like a story, send it back to them. If they're okay with it, that's the final thing that we use for their story. And what is the mission behind the brand? Is it a different campaign every time, or do you have... Something that, like, this is my staple, my mission for the brand overall. So, Afflata stands for Destigmatizing Mental Illnesses and Women Empowerment. And I find every campaign is different and weaves into those uh, topics or themes. So, single moms, refugees, moms with kids with disabilities, uh, indigenous, they all have a mental health element and they all are of women who overcame and they're all marginalized women in our society. So my hope is that we give these women a voice and kind of bridge gaps and let other women know in the community, not just like the Muslim community, but whoever follows me, that it's okay if you're going through a divorce. It's okay if your kid just got diagnosed with autism. You're gonna be okay and and these stories are meant to help. And it was really cool with the last campaign with the disability one we had four people that I know of had um, got their kids diagnosed after that that uh, full campaign so yeah. new diagnosis like that's what I wanted and then I remember I was at Taste of Edmonton and I saw like we bumped into my husband's friend and he's like my husband's friend, I never really met him before, but he's like, I know you. I was like, oh, I don't know you. <laughs> or, like, I know of you. Yeah. Like, okay. It's like I saw your video on the, the moms with kids who have a disability. Yeah. And I guess, like, this non-Muslim, like, this Canadian girl sent it to him, and I'm like, wow, the power of the campaign that I didn't even know, like, I didn't know how much power it had, but that campaign was sent to his family. They have a child with autism and how it's helped them so I just hope that it's just like it creates a great kind of discourse in communities and you know helps people out that's the whole and that's a beautiful thing about doing a campaign that you know you can wear it you can represent different facets of people's different lives and you're right open the conversation because I find that you know even having conversations with my parents in 2022 and even that mental health aspect of 
you know, we're, we're children of immigrants that come over and what do they know about the trauma that they may have witnessed in their growing up, right? Like my parents yeah. are from a third world country and, you know, some, like my dad was without a dad for most of his life because of crime and, and just mental health issues that people don't talk about. They don't. And then they come over and how do I how do I deal with it? How do I talk about it? And it's fear. And it's like to have something that digs, destigmatizes that and breaks it down and makes a safe space that allows you to just have open dialogue about it's okay to feel how you feel. You're not the only one that goes through what you go through. And, you know, building that community, like you said, of people just joining together and making an impact is a really beautiful thing. And and if you can use any piece of your art, whether it be designing, whether it be journalism or art itself in pictures, like having that outlet is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And really thank you for doing it in such a unique way. As an advocate for mental health, what are some things you do to take care of your own mental health? <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> probably more, but uh, probably my biggest one is walking. Yeah. Like, I have to go for a walk. Uh, I kind of stop in the summertime because it's so hot. Um, I'm not about that life, but I really <laughs> like walking in the fall and in the winter, which is wild because I never used to do that. I hate winter, but walking, there's something beautiful about walking in the winter and it's cold and you're bundled up and you're walking really fast. Uh, surrounding myself around with people that like love me and care about me and um, just doing things that that make me happy and also I know running a business is, I run it by myself so it's really hard sometimes yeah. so if I take a day off I, I allow myself to take a day off so sometimes if I have to shop and shut down the shop it is what it is and that's I think that's so important that you say that because a lot of the time we're hard on ourselves out of obligation to one our own goals of what we want to accomplish and then also first and foremost the people that you know come in and you we want to make an impact or change and help them that's the that's the reason you opened your shop is to help and to open conversations but you know keeping in mind that how do i take care of others if i don't take care of myself first and allowing, allowing yourself to take care of yourself first. I think admitting that, like, hey, I need to shut down the shop for a day is, like, yeah. so I can show up for you guys yeah. and not go ham on the situation. Um, it's not easy. I, I put so much pressure on myself, but sometimes I just, I have to, like, listen to my body. My body's like, nah, not today. Yeah. Then I will shut down, but I hate doing it. But I know I have to do it. And we would rather you show up with your cup full and in a way that you are not tired that, you know, makes an impact on, you know, the shopping experience and the relationships that you build, right? And if your cup is empty, then what can you give? Nada. Nada. (laughs) As a Muslim businesswoman, what does representation mean to you as you've lived in Edmonton? And are trying to make an impact on the fashion and business world. 
Um, I'll just say I love living in Edmonton. I think I, when people come um, to visit my shop outside of Alberta, I know we've had some like bad publicity, and especially with the Muslim women, but I love this community. If it wasn't for the Edmonton community, I don't think I'd be where I am with Afleta. So I'll just start off with that. Yes. Um, I find it's getting a little bit easier with being uh, a minority. Sometimes I feel like, I don't know how to say this in the best way, I feel like sometimes people like reach out to you because you're a minority and mm. they want to be inclusive. And sometimes I feel like the news always like contacts me. They're like, hey, do you want to speak on what's going on like in the Muslim community? It's like, no, I'm not your token Muslim girl. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I don't like that. But if there's um, a like genuine, authentic connection or like whatever it may be, then I don't mind doing it. I find in Edmonton, it's getting a little bit better with like the fashion scene. Um, it's usually the kind of the same people, and it's good sometimes. And I don't know. It's <laughs> I think right now in 2022, the Muslim Muslim women have a lot more power than we've ever had. Ever, Absolutely. especially to fashion creatives or whatever it may be, and I think that's really cool. And I think uh, hopefully a playlist continues to go towards like a cool direction. But um, yeah, I wouldn't say that when I first started. Mm. Nobody really, t- yeah, like they're like, oh, you you do that, oh, cool, 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 cool. yeah, yeah, cool, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now it's obviously taken more serious, which is cool. Extra Okay, I love Edmonton as well. Born and raised here. It is home. I think the beauty of 2022 and us growing is there are more conversations being had and curriculums. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, if, if teachers get it their way, curriculums being changed to be much more inclusive and open to the rich history that Edmonton does have. Like, Al-Rashid Mosque was the first mosque in Edmonton, and then they moved it to Fort Edmonton Park, so it's in there now that you can see it, and replaced it. So there is a rich, like, Islamic history within Edmonton and Alberta. It's just, I feel like it has been stifled. Um, for, for, for the years that I've been alive, I feel like it's been stifled. And now, like you said, it's 2022, it's more open, and conversation more conversations are being had which i think is a very new and cool thing for the next generation so if we can keep it up let's keep it up guys totally you are draped in the honor of being one of the emerging designers across canada in the 19th annual cashmere collection an initiative supporting breast cancer cause in the partnership with the canadian cancer society and the quebec cancer foundation what emotions and feelings did you go through when you heard that you were selected? And what does this represent for yourself as an entrepreneur, artist, and creative? If I'm going to be honest, I got the email and I'm like, oh, okay, like, I, I didn't really, I was like, is this fake? Okay, well, <laughs> I them. And then they're like, you know, we do this every year and it's like a big thing and you create a dress out of toilet paper. I'm like, okay yeah I'm not doing it I remember telling my husband I was like no I'm not gonna do it I don't know how to do that because I don't sew my stuff I I just design them and they get manufactured so he's like no you're gonna do it like 
have like this is um a challenge and why wouldn't you want to do a challenge and I'm like I'm not into it. <laughs> um, and he's like, no, I think you should do it. And I, I remember talking to, like, my sister-in-law my sister my mom. They're like, do it. What? Like, you can do it. I was like, okay. So I reached out to one of my friends. I designed the piece, and she did the structure. She sold the structure for me. And then I don't know how I figured it out, but figured out how to make the toilet papers into little floral petals kind of and that took me three weeks just to do the top part and I was working on it like daily like hours um and then we did the dress pleated with the toilet paper because the toilet paper comes in it looks like like sheets of fabric so it's like industrial so it's not like don't think of toilet paper like like a roll yeah yeah so anyways I was just like this is crazy I can't believe I accomplished this it definitely didn't think I could do it and uh yeah and then they picked it up and in about 10 days nine days what's the date today nine days I go to Toronto for the fashion show amazing so that's gonna be so cool and I guess America uh no America's Next Top Model uh the host one of the hosts Jay Manuel the guy that like really he's the host for the show (laughs) so like I don't know what happened it's so funny to me (laughs) that's so cool Uh, just to have this like experience and that thing of um fear I guess fear is like fear is the word fear and and are you sure like is this spam I think that's amazing and you know don't doubt yourself you you know you put hard work into it and I think like the seeds of doubt are very real when something is like too good to believe, right? Too true to good. Well, also when you don't have any experience, I've never made a toilet paper dress, let alone dress. Yeah. But, uh, but I think if you put your mind to anything, you can accomplish whatever you do set your mind to. And if you work hard, you got it. Like, I yeah. can't believe I did it. Amazing. Like, <laughs> you said in the podcast, The Inner Circle with Carrie Dahl, that. I think women downplay the successes that they have or what they are good at. Women can really run the world if we just believed in ourselves a little more. As you grow and conquer the world, as you are doing with fabulous things, what do you say to that little speck of uncertainty that can creep in? Oh, creeps in every day. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, like, I don't know. I, I just I just kind of do it. You have to do it. Like, even with the flatus, like how it started, I had no idea what I was doing. I just did it. I should have probably planned a little bit more and then started the brand, but what happens with me is, like, if I have an idea, I'll just do it, but I don't do any research or any, like, planning because I get so excited. Well, let's just do it. Um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. So I'm always scared to, like, fail, but I think you have to do it in order for anything. Like, don't be scared to do something because it'll it'll always work out at the end of the day. Yeah. Because when you're scared and you live by fear, nothing gets done. Absolutely. And we have this beautiful saying in Islam that what is meant for you will not pass you by. It will be in your path if it's meant for you. And to take that chance on yourself and take that leap of, 
this is, I think, like, the thing is, like, we are here. We are blessed with this life. And we know that nothing passes us by. What is meant for us will be for us. But we have to put in the work for it. And it's not going to, if we sit there and not try, it's not going to happen. We don't know if it's meant for us. If we don't, just try it, right? Or and like- and we can do hard things. I, at boot camp, we have one of those sayings that's like, you can do hard things. You can lift big, th- heavy things. You can conquer worlds. You can take leaps of faith on yourself. You can do anything. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But you have to try. Totally. 100%. And as, especially as women, as, as, you know, as the world's tells us, you know, no, or shuts doors, and we have to work twice as harder to prove ourselves in male-dominant worlds, it's, try it. You are privileged and blessed if to do it, just do it. There's always friends yeah, and families. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, you can play, I don't know if everybody's watched This Is Us, but you can play that game that Beth and Randall play, Worst Case Scenario, with a friend. And worst case scenario, right now, it doesn't work. Best case scenario, better than it could have ever been that you have expected, that it is beyond your dreams and cool things happen. And I think that you should try. Try everything, as Shakira try would everything. say. Do everything. Do everything. What is the takeaway that you want customers and listeners to have as they purchase and wear your pieces? Um, I just want people to feel heard. I want people to, um, I just want people to, like, I want Aflatus to be an experience from beginning to end. So whether you're coming into my store, I hope you have a great experience with my customer service. When you wear my dress or my clothes, I want you to have a great experience feeling great in those clothes. And I also want you to have a great experience knowing that you bought something that was named after somebody. So you're buying a story, not just a piece. I want it to be all those things. And then I also want a place to go a step further. And it's like, if you want to do something more with your life, do it. Like if you want to start that business outside us, well, do it. If you want to go back to school and do that diploma or get that master's, do it. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom or, or stay-at-home wife, do it. Love that for you. Um, love that for all of you guys. Um, <laughs> if you want to just, you know, drop everything and travel the world, do it. Like just follow your dreams and put your mental health first. I don't know if that answered the question. One of the pieces that uh, you have, and it came out, I think, two weeks ago, your new line, to me, they look like pieces of armor. So as you're saying that, you know, you wear a piece that, you know, represents a person and a story, you're wearing a piece of armor that represents history being made for that person, And you're representing that person, which I think is really beautiful. I'm here to soldier for you in in this piece of beautiful armor to tell a story and to stand with you. And I think that for me, when I look at your pieces, that's what they look like to me. Just beautiful pieces of armor that, that share in the collective and the community of women, of stories of mental health, of stories to destigmatize 
unfortunate situations, right? And to help people and to build that unity. And I think that that is, that's really beautiful. Thank you. What are your top five songs? Oh, I'm not, I'm not good at songs. Honestly, like, I don't really know any lyrics to any songs, but I like music. Sure. So I would say, I don't have any top fives, but I would say anything, if you're going to, like, come on my computer or listen to my playlist, I don't even have a playlist, but <laughs> it's old school R&B. But anything, like, from, like, the early 2000s, late 90s, th- those were my jams. Yeah. I don't, like... I don't know, the music now is like, whatever. I like Justin Bieber, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe one or two songs. I'm, I'm down with that intention song, because that's like, okay, yeah, I have my bag. I like the ghost one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's a good one. That's a good maybe, one. You're I, gonna... don't really, yeah, I don't know. I like old school R&B, hip-hop. That's yeah. Like. I think as any listener of the true 90s raised will appreciate that for sure. Where can our listeners find you online, in-store, and for items for sale? So you can find us on our website, www.afflatushijab.com, on Instagram, afflatushijab, same on Facebook. Or if you live in the Edmonton area or you're visiting, you can come to our store. Um, the address is 5509 I will put the details of where to contact Aflatus Jab, where to find Aflatus Jab, in the description of this episode. But Dad, I want to thank you so much for sitting down with me and talking about this incredible journey that you're on, this incredible mission that you're on, and Aflatus Jab. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Thank you for representing for modest clothing, for, for women, for entrepreneurs, for people just in the game and killing it and taking leaps for themselves and trying everything thank you so much thank you thank you for having me i really appreciate it it was awesome thank you listeners again congratulations to we dad on her amazing accomplishment of being one of the emerging designers across canada in the 19th annual cashmere collection you can vote for we dad's design at www.cashmerevotecouture.com You can vote every day, and every vote is a dollar towards a breast cancer cause. Again, the website is www.cashmerevotecouture.com. Thank you for listening to What's Your Hustle, created, produced, and hosted by yours truly, Halima Hussain. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Your Hustle Podcast. Subscribe, listen, rate, review on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, as well as anywhere else you stream podcasts. And until next time, whatever your hustle is, you got this.